This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome back to part two of the episode where I get talking to the first person I ever truly opened up to and asked for help and told about my eating disorder. What a big step it was for me and if we haven't already, it will be a big but super beneficial step for you too. It's a scary thing to do. I definitely feared it. I swear majority of the conversation was me just crying and trying to spit out the words that I have an eating disorder. It was certainly challenging, however, so worth it, because without me opening up and expressing and acknowledging that I was struggling, how could I recover? One of the biggest steps you will take towards recovery is acknowledging that you need help and asking for it. So if you haven't listened to part one of this conversation already, it's last week's episode, please go and listen to that first so today's episode makes more sense. But I will just be jumping in straight to where we left off from last week and... I hope you enjoy part two. Also, if you heard me in about episode nine or ten of this podcast, so absolutely ages ago, I said that I would be having a special guest on. Yeah, that special guest was Jared, and it just, it just, it kept getting lost in the mail. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Five, six months later, here we are, and that's the main thing. So, thank you, Jared. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And without further ado... Let's bring Jared back in and get them questions back on track. Here we go. Enjoy. Thank you for that. We love your point of view. What also did my relationship with my body and food look like to you? Uh, Before or after? Both. Uh, Beforehand, you would always get the most unhealthy things at the grocery store. And I kept wondering, I I was like, what the fuck? Like, stop eating this stuff. Yeah. Because I've already been going to the gym and eating healthy for a while, but you just kept on eating all this unhealthy stuff and all these yeah. sauces packed to the fucking top. Oh my gosh. Memory unlocked. Disgusting. I would get a pizza and cover it with like garlic aioli and barbecue sauce. Like the entire thing. You couldn't even see the pizza anymore. It was revolting. Oh my gosh. I remember that. So you, you used to do that a lot. You had, you had unhealthy eating habits. Really, really bad unhealthy eating habits. Yes, for sure. Oh and then God. afterwards, it sort of got better. Now it's better, but it took time. Yeah, for sure. I think I still have to keep on making you not get sugary stuff and all sorts of things, but it's a lot better than it was before. Oh, for sure. I still love my little sugary treats. I know you love your Krispy Kreme donuts, but no, for sure. It, it is 1000% times better, but no, I still enjoy my treats. And I think you should. So what would you have classified as having an eating disorder before you knew I had one? Like, 
did you link mental health to an eating disorder? Because that's something that took me a very long time to figure out. It took a relapse for me to realize that my mental health and self-love had a play in it, which I'm sure you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so, but only in a sense that it is an abnormal behavior that someone does to themselves. So, yeah, it's like, I mean, if you sprain your ankle, it's not like some fucking mental thing, but if you're going right. around making yourself chuck up and eat, overeating and doing all those sort of things and doing mental gymnastics to justify what you're doing, then yeah, I can see why it's a mental thing too. So why do you think self-love is so, is so important then? Because it's important that the only person who really needs to like you is yourself. Because mm. you've always been in your life. What tips that you have about growing your self-love? Because I know you're pretty, like, sure of yourself. Yeah. Why, how, what's your tips? I, I just genuinely believe you need to be your own biggest fan. Mm. Yeah, I th- like that's it's as simple as that. Like if you go around thinking you're not the, the best shit ever, like top shit, <laughs> have have a fun life. Right. <laughs> thinking yeah. you're not the best, you yeah. you're gonna think you're the best. Why yeah, not? it's more fun for everyone. That's true. So in terms of nutrition as well, I know that you said I <laughs> I had very unhealthy eating behaviors and patterns. What do you think my nutrition knowledge was like? Dog in existence. <laughs> non-existent right and how did you learn uh when i was going to the gym i used to be super super skinny i wanted to learn i wanted to like get more muscly and so i went to the gym for ages and just didn't see basically saw basically no changes i got a little bit more fit but basically nothing mm. until i realized like how important like until i started eating properly you just realize how important nutrition is mm. and nutrition is like half the battle with like getting fit at the gym so I definitely was able to change my eating habits as I started recovering, and the more I recovered, the better it got. What else did you notice changed within me as I recovered? Yeah, it was um, it was pretty crazy. I, I, I when you, once you told me about it, you started working on it. I could see you starting to like feel like better about yourself, and especially when we're eating. Um, yeah, it was like great to see. So, why do you think people find it difficult to tell someone about their eating disorder? Um, I don't know. I can only I can only imagine, but like it's not going to help because I've never experienced it. Right. Well, based off me. Uh, As one example. It's just like a secret. Like you're ashamed of it. Yeah, there's a lot of guilt and shame to do with eating disorders. So you're right. It's the eating disorder telling you. Keep it a secret, otherwise it can't keep going. And why would you? Why do you? Why do you think people find it difficult to ask for help? with eating disorders or anything really uh, I think people just find it difficult to ask for help in general why no I don't know I actually have no idea I, I, I always tell everyone about everything that's going on I don't know why people feel like they can't tell people things I think maybe they're ashamed of people knowing certain things about them maybe mm. so maybe it doesn't have to be based off you but if you could think of someone me someone else could you look at it from an outsider's perspective and think why, besides being shamed, ashamed, why it would be difficult to ask for help? I know why. why? If that's what we're asking. Like, just people just, they just don't want to talk about it. They're ashamed. They, they feel guilty. They feel worried about telling someone something. So are you asking me? Yeah. Like, I understand, like, why they would. I just don't, like, I just don't understand, like, how you get to that. Like, it's, it's not, a, it's not, it's not, it doesn't help you to believe that. So if, if something doesn't help you, then... For me, like, I just choose not to believe it. You, if you want to believe in unhealthy things and then apply those to your own life, then, like, go go for it. I and just 
just don't think those are healthy things. Like, you should be able to tell the people around you. Like, I don't think people are meant to live in such isolation. We always used to live in, in tribes, mm. in small families. So people that are struggling with eating disorders, they could have a very, like, limited self-love. So maybe they don't even realise that, possibly, eating disorder habits aren't helpful for them because they can get trapped in the mindset from your eating disorder that your eating disorder is there to help you get skinny and hopefully like yourself more because you're at a a different weight and you're able to have this sense of quote-unquote control when you take the food out of you or maybe restrict the food. How do you go from having this mindset that your eating disorder is there to help you? Like, for example, I thought I could just have my eating disorder until I got to a weight that made me feel better. But the deeper I got into my eating disorder and the more I did these habits, no matter what weight I got to, I just started thinking of myself as looking fatter and feeling heavier so i lost that sense of that goal i wanted to get to to stop the eating disorder because that eating disorder became my everything so how would you say is a good way to go from having this mindset that your eating disorder is actually helpful for you which is not to realizing that it's not helpful if you if you can if you're feeling bad about what you're doing in any way, shape, or form, then you probably know it's like that needs to be changed. Right. If you're ha- happy with yourself, I don't see what the issue is. No, that's true. So, if, like, if you if you have an eating disorder and you don't feel bad about your life, in my opinion, that's fine. As long as you're not hurting anyone else or you don't have obligations to other people, I don't see what the issue is. But if you have an eating disorder and then it's making you feel bad in some sort of way, then that's something you need to address. So, I think that's how I address things. If that, If I... That's how I change my behavior or my habits. If I know it's making me feel bad, then you might not know, be able to pinpoint exactly what the issue is, but you know there's something wrong. Your body, your body right. is telling you something. Your body is telling you something that you can't, um, you can't formalize inside your. You can't, you can't form the words to say what, to like to form what you're trying to express. But your body knows something's up. Mm. And so I guess, you need to listen to your body. Yeah, and I guess that's where the feelings of anxiety can even come from, and just feeling like something's not right. So it's really good to self-reflect. That helps. Especially if you can't identify at the beginning that your eating disorder is not there to help you. Because you get this mindset that it is there to help you because it's going to help you lose weight, which is apparently everything in the eating disorder's mind. It's not true. I think, unfortunately, on the other hand, is that if uh, if you don't have a balanced sense of self, you may feel certain things such as anxieties that are not necessarily based in reality so yeah. that's the other issue which, which is which can make it difficult which is that you may feel anxiety about something that is not you shouldn't be feeling anxious about and then you might get this thing or well even i suppose even that is a sign that there's something to be addressed you know you, you need to be able to get down to exactly what the, the root issue is like well, what's causing that anxiety and then mm. think about whether or not that anxiety is founded so you're saying feel uh acknowledge those feelings that something's not quite right and then reflect on your life and try to figure out where that's coming from. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to sit there, reflect upon your entire life, but at least reflect on part of what situation caused your anxiety and the thing about... Okay. Well, yeah, you'd have to reflect on your life because what if you don't know where it's coming from? No, sit there, reflect upon your entire life from birth. From birth. <laughs> from birth. Oh, second. come on. I mean, you're present. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, hey, if something made you feel anxiety, like, I don't know, maybe someone pushes in front of you in a line in Starbucks and it pisses you off. You don't have to sit there and think about your entire fucking life. <laughs> what led you to this moment? No, yeah, you just have to think, okay, well, why did that annoy me? Right. And it's like, okay, well, was that founded or is it worth it? 
Mm. If you look, if you have to look further or, or more uh, deeper inside yourself, then yeah, go for it. But you don't have to sit there and think about your fucking entire life. Uh, but you, so, need, you need to peel back the layers until you get to the point where it's like, okay, was that was that feeling uh, justified? Right. So a good example in terms of being late. Say you were in <laughs> peak. Say you were driving, and someone is driving really slow in front of you, and you're getting fucking pissed off because you're late to work or an event, and you start road raging. Yelling and screaming. Justified. Justified. No, no. Is that an area where you would reflect and think, hmm, I'm just always late to things. This might not have bothered me if I wasn't running late. Is that what you mean? In a more mundane activity. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, it's more more if you think it's, it's causing issues in your life. I mean, if you're going yelling and screaming and pointing the finger at someone, hopping out the car and doing yeah, fine, scary but that, that, things. From your perspective, that may be an issue, but from that person's perspective, it may Hell, be. Hell, if you did that, I would... <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm saying, from your perspective. So you'd do that. I've never seen you do that, because you're I'm chill. Not, I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying that you, you can only change yourself if you recognise within... If you recognise yourself that something that you're doing is not the right thing to be doing. But if you can't recognise that, then there is no issues. That's a feeling where you could be looking back on... Say you just you know, you're living and you have those uncomfortable feelings, that could be part of it. Like, why do I have to get so angry at yeah, someone that's, that's driving? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have, yeah. to, you have to come to those feelings yourself. But yes. if, you, if, you don't, if you don't think that what you're doing is wrong, there is no, there's, there's no problem. Right. For but, other people, it might be, but if you don't care, then like, well, nothing's going to change because you don't see what the issue is. Mm. But anyways, I feel like I just went on a tangent talking about road rage traffic. You know Jared's car, his old car didn't used to have a, a horn on it? 
Not that I don't feel like you'd use it. No, I don't think no. I've ever beefed the horn at someone. By accident, I have. Not to someone, but I was just hopping in the car and went beep, 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 beep. <laughs> but besides that, moral of the story is: sing it, Jared. Recover with Ali. No, no, it's not the end of the episode. I mean, of what we're just talking about. Sing what? <laughs> the point of what we were just talking about now. With finding the root of the cause. Find the root of the cause. If you feel bad about yourself for some <laughs> reason, you probably need to sit sit down and think about why you feel bad about it. And if you can figure it out, um, what steps you can take to action it and make those feelings go away. Thank you. Well, well not make go away, but like <laughs> make yourself feel better about what's going on. So when people become attached to their eating disorder and it's just becomes a big part of what they believe to be their identity and a secret that they've shared with it. They've only had their eating disorders mindset for so long because that's the only voice they're listening to. Why do you think it becomes so hard for someone that's struggling with it to let go of their eating disorder? Because of what you just said, it's part of their personality and who they are. It's always hard to let go of things like that. Yeah. I think a big part of it as well is having that fear of losing that sense of what they think is control. I thought I had control when I took the fruit out of me. I realized I found true control when I learned how to stop binge eating and not do the vomiting afterwards. So when you look at it, why else do you think people struggle to let go of their eating disorder? I mean, exactly from what you just said. Everything yeah. we talked about just now. Yeah. Part of your I guess I gave the answer away. <laughs> 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 no, that's for sure. And I feel like it's as well. This is something I've talked about. Just the fact that you, it's a habit that you've gotten so used to taking part of. It's like That's what you, a habit you're, is. you're changing it, everything, which is why it's so hard as well to recover. You're changing your whole mindset. Jared, changing, <laughs> he's doing a little dance. It's very distracting. <laughs> changing behaviors are hard. Agree or disagree? Yep, that's why they're called habits. Thank you. So, as we know, it's hard to talk about having an eating disorder. It's hard to ask for help. And it's also hard to let it go. Maybe also fear gaining weight. That's a huge part of it. But you need food for nutrition to fuel your body and your mind. And that's going to come from food. So the weight is healthy. Like, I had so many people let me know that I looked healthier and happier than ever. And obviously, it's more important to feel that within yourself but especially during the beginning of my recovery it was hard for me to see putting on weight as a positive but now I am cheering I'm feeling healthier and happier than ever and it was nice to hear external opinions when all I was hearing was my eating disorder trying to fight me to stay my top priority and now my eating disorder is not anyways back to the question what do you think, from an outsider's perspective, are people's intentions behind saying just eat less as a solution to an eating disorder? Uh, because... Someone that's not struggling with an eating disorder, they don't understand it from themselves. <laughs> Did I just give the answer away again? Because if someone is getting a hammer and smashing their fingers <laughs> and then complaining about their fingers hurting, I would say, hey... Just stop smashing your fingers. <laughs> so it's probably the same logic that's being applied to eating disorders where it's like, 
I'm eating too much and I vomited out, then it is of course the first logical thought is, hey, you don't need to vomit it out if you don't eat so much. This is what I mean by Jared's logical. And yes, you're right. That makes sense. What I would say is to grow the self-love because it's more than just... Eating disorders is way more than just the food itself. It's about how you feel about yourself and what led you to result to these habits and behaviors as your solution because it doesn't come from being in a in a self-loving place i might i might disagree that you have to form self-love first i think i think i think how you feel about yourself follows from actions so if you're doing actions that make you feel better about yourself that that's how you feel better you don't feel better about yourself and then do those other things you do you do you do the action first and then you feel better about it afterwards. Right, but for someone that is struggling with an eating disorder and they have no self-love, so they believe they're eating disorder, what's going to make them change their behaviours? Only they If they don't even know it's bad for them because they don't care, or, or they do know, but they don't care about themselves enough to change it. Well, then nothing's going to help if they, if they can't help themselves. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying self-love has a huge part to play in it because until I grew that, I was listening like my eating disorder voice was stronger than my self-love voice that, that's what that's exactly what i'm saying that you had to do the action first and then you felt better afterwards you didn't you didn't love yourself first and then take care of the actions afterwards because if that was the case you wouldn't need to change anything so i think wh- when i grew my self-love that was only after i relapsed so i took part of the actions where i would try and stop the vomiting and the binge eating and it helped i was able to get myself out of the binge and purge cycle but that only lasted so long because once I started putting on weight I then had no self-love to be okay with that I just saw myself putting on weight healthy weight and it was like the world was over it was like I hit that person with my car to an another extent because I'm like I I then believed that this is why I had my eating disorder because it kept me to a, a lighter weight. I didn't necessarily think that I was skinny, although looking back, I definitely was small. But when I didn't have any self-love, and this is when I realized the mental health part has a huge thing to That's when I realized that my mental health had a huge part of it because once I saw that weight being put on, it just it didn't sit right with me, and then it made me relapse and go back to my eating disorder. So I think self-love has a huge part to do with it. I think it's also important to definitely action and trying to stop the actual binge and purge and the self-love is going to grow over time as you're saying as well or as you would say because actions definitely speak louder than words (laughs) or as you would say actions are very important because it's going to make you feel more proud of yourself or getting out of that but I definitely think that self-love is a big part of what is going to help you stay consistent and stay on a recovered track. And the only way to grow your self-love is to go and action the things that is going to make you feel better about yourself. So they link up for sure. It's just important to try and grow that self-love so that when your eating disorder voice is trying to fight you from continuing to recover, you have you are able to back yourself up and push through because otherwise it's very easy to fall back into the trap of your eating disorder voice because it's an easy way out. It's a, it's a solution you're familiar with, harming yourself. So if you don't care about the outcome for yourself, there's no reason to have to push through and fight your eating disorder voice when you don't even believe that you deserve to recover. 
and you deserve to be in a better place. But of course, actions have a huge part of that because you need to change these unhealthy behaviors so that your eating disorder voice becomes less powerful. Why do you think eating disorders are important to address? Because they're not good for people. And if they stay in eating disorder behaviours? It will not be good for them. Well, eating disorders are going to affect the rest of your life because you start prioritising your eating disorder. So, why do you think that it's important to address sooner rather than later? Just like any other struggle that's affecting your life quite intensely. So you can, you can look after yourself better and live a longer, healthier, happier life. Right. So what, do you, what did you notice that I did that helped me recover? Uh, probably just telling me. Right. I reckon that yeah. was the, the biggest thing. And then everything else that follows on from that is... I think if you just tell someone about it, that you're going through something tough. Mm. And I think you've already done like 99.99% of the battle. Right. Everything else is just like... You, you can do anything, basically. But like, obviously take steps to... You just have to address it first. Right. So why do you think it's so important to address it? Because... It's more, it's more that if you found it so hard to tell someone because you felt so guilty about it and ashamed about it, then that means you're willing to accept that there's probably something going on that you want to, that you want to address something. You can't, you, can't, you can't begin to address something if you haven't told anyone about it, you don't recognise that's a bad thing. Right. With that, what did you notice that I did that didn't help me recover? Ooh. Uh, I, I don't know. Because to me, it was largely internal. I mean, I didn't even see what was happening before. Oh, that's true. Yep, a lot was internal. Yeah. Well, I can answer that one, folks. It was listening to my eating disorder and believing that I needed to be skinny to love myself. And if I put on any weight, (laughs) it's game over. Not true. So what didn't help me was listening to my eating disorder voice, which is why I say, grow yourself love, grow your life. Now, Jared, 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 what advice would you give somebody that is struggling with an eating disorder to help them recover? Uh, you should probably tell someone if you probably, if you haven't told someone yet, someone that you trust. Uh, if you are unhappy with something in your life, you need to take actions to change that. So it could be, if you can recognize that it's something that you're doing, uh, then that's why you should work on that to make yourself happy and what if they're struggling to realize it's their eating disorder at this point which might not be the case if they're listening but what if they're at a stage where they're they're listening to this podcast but they're still just considering recovering maybe they don't feel ready to recover it's of of course it's of course important to realize as well that if someone doesn't want to do something like it's important to realize that Nothing can be changed unless that person actions it. Just like how we were talking about having a university school book, but not reading it and not answering the questions to learn more and get that knowledge in your head. But for someone that is considering recovering, what's a, what's a helpful push in the right direction that you think is there? If you're feeling bad about yourself, then take your actions to, to address that issue. Thank you. What advice would you give someone that is questioning whether or not to tell someone about their eating disorder? 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You should probably tell someone, but I'm not sure if I could completely suggest that because you might not. They like you don't like. I just it depends on who they are. The person that they want to tell. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you can so, trust them or not. What's a good way of identifying who you can trust, in your opinion? I'm not sure because if you don't have a good gauge on if you can tr- trust someone or not, like nothing's going to help you. So where's a good place to start if that's where they're at? I'm not sure. You might have to talk to people online about it. Things talk talk to Ali about it. Because okay. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell everyone to start telling everyone they know because we don't know if those people are gonna be the best people to tell, and maybe they're gonna make it worse. Right. No, exactly. Like it's good to tell someone that you can trust. Yeah, but I don't, like, I'm not gonna tell them to tell someone they can trust because maybe they're not trusting the right people. You can always come and talk to me if you feel like you don't know whether or not you can trust the people around you, but it also will be good to maybe talk to a psychologist, a counsellor. If you're in Australia, there's a mental health care plan that you can take part of if you're under Medicare. It gives you 10 sessions each year and they'll triage you and send you to a psychologist that is either near you, I believe. I used to work in a medical centre, so definitely take on board with that just talk to your doctor about that and yeah if you feel like you can't trust the people around you or even if you do it's definitely a good idea to talk to a psychologist so enter that mental health care plan okay but of course terms and conditions will come along with this mental health care plan so please speak to your gp to know more about it but yes if you feel like you need someone to talk to i will always be here to listen but it's also great to seek professional help and lastly jared what advice would you give someone trying to support someone that has an eating disorder? So you to me. Um, if they've told you about it, that's a pretty big deal already. And I don't think you should um, 
ever chastise them or make them feel bad about telling you or that they're trying to work through something. Um, but at the same time, I think you need to be careful not to enable those sort of behaviors and let them, like, like those sort of things aren't really okay. If you, if you think that someone is doing something that is unhealthy for them, I think you should help them um, change that. But I don't think you should make them feel bad about it either. Mm. But of course, you can only help people that want to be helped, but obviously it's a big step if they have told you, yep. which is great and should be congratulated. Celebrate all of your wins. And what if, what would you give advice to someone that maybe suspects that someone close to them has an eating disorder? <laughs> um, I guess you could just ask them. What, flat out? Are yeah. you fucking vomiting? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to butt in there and say maybe maybe go refer to episode 7 about supporting someone because it can be a very sensitive topic. Because even reflecting, when you asked me what was in the toilet, that was like almost game over for me. I thought the world was about to come crashing down if you realised my little secret about my eating disorder. So, quick summary. It would be good to sit them down in a nice and calm, safe environment for them. Maybe even write it down, how they're feeling, what they've noticed and how they want to help you. So it gives them time to be able to reflect and come to a calmer state with what they're being told. And also it's just very important to come in with them, at least understanding that you want to help them. But also being prepared for maybe a bit of a, a defensive aura because it's a very difficult topic to talk about. But as Jared said, it's amazing that you can come out and share something so difficult isn't that right yep thank you so much jared thank you you've been a wonderful guest and the first guest what would you like to end off with this is your this is your moment what's your final meal what's my final meal yeah we're taking you hey jared what is your final words you'd like to give good luck good luck <laughs> good luck yeah, good luck that's, that's all in, in reality that's all anyone else can ever tell you good luck Best yeah because you need to action it yourself and you can do it listen to this and go go chase your dreams and as you can see jared was a wonderful person to tell and you can find someone like that even if it's a psychologist and that's still someone that will be very beneficial to tell okay so you go you go chase that life you want to live don't look back on your life one day and think, what if? What if I just told someone and tried to recover? You're in that point of your life now where you can action it. Don't go through life thinking, what if? Go live it. Why are you, why are you threatening me? I was giving Jared a death stare while saying that last line. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed our lovely logical Jared. And Jared and I, what are we going to tell you? Remember. Recover. To recover. With <laughs>